welcome to 5% Radio, where it's all about learning like no one else today so you can live like no one else tomorrow. Please be sure to share and subscribe. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 5% Radio podcast show. In today's episode, I will be talking about and actually concluding Mindset 101. So last episode was Mindset 101, part one of two. So this will be Mindset 101, part two of two. I'm considering doing a Mindset 202, Mindset 303, and and so on. So this actually might be the start of a series, but I'm not going to do all of them back to back simply because some people might love mindset. Some people, it may not be their flavor. And I don't want to have, you know, five episodes published straight uh, that someone may not be wanting to listen to mindset every single week. So I'll give you guys some variety. um, But just know that I will probably be doing uh, significantly more content on mindset in the future, just because as I learn more, and I go from reading, you know, a dozen books on the topic to two dozen to three dozen, um, the more different perspectives you hear, and the more different authors you read from, it's like having a conversation with imagine walking into a room, there's a dozen people and you ask a question, and you have them go one at a time, okay, uh, you go ahead, let's start, and we'll just go around the room. So we'll start with you go ahead. Um, can you answer? You ask the question and they go, by the time you get to that last person, they've all had slightly different perspectives. And that slightly different way of explaining the same exact thing is to me where you find full comprehension of a topic. So anyway, that being said, let's dive into mindset 101 part two of, okay. So last episode, mindset 101 part one of two, we talked about a couple different things. Number one, we started with taking responsibility. Then we moved into talking about simple topics, but great concepts like event plus interpretation equals outcome. And Stephen Covey's between stimulus and response, there is choice. We, we reviewed what we talked about in episode one with the thoughts, feelings, actions, results loop, and we added onto that another small tree of stories. In other words, interpretation. And then we ended the episode with discussing the fact that we always become what we think about. We talked about neural pathways, that analogy of an abandoned field turning into a two-track, turning into a gravel road, turning into a paved road, a two-lane road, and then eventually the 405, a huge highway. And then we ended that episode with this question, so how do we change the stories we are currently telling ourselves and have always told ourselves so we can create a new thoughts, feelings, actions, results loop? In other words, how can we create new neural pathways or as one book that I'm currently going through calls them soundtracks, things that we repeat over and over and over to ourselves. How can we change those? Well, the way that we change those is this right here. Before we can actually change something, we have to fully understand it. So we're actually going to get into talking about interpretation and how you understand the questions that your brain asks when it's thinking, which lead to feelings. So how does this actually work? Because it's been said that thinking is nothing more than your brain or you asking yourself questions and then coming up with answers. So if we want better thinking, we have to start asking better questions, which lead to better answers. So this falls into the, you know, the topic of interpretation. So one of the things you have to ask yourself, and I'll just, I'll just kind of go through these. There's a series of questions, but so what do my beliefs tell me about this event? So when something happens, whether, let's say that you got into a disagreement with um, one of your coworkers or a business partner or spouse, whatever else. So I get into a disagreement and I have certain pathways. I have certain thought patterns. I have a, a whole loop of thoughts, feelings, actions, results, meaning I think this thought that I've thought over and over and over again, I've strengthened this thought. It's become extremely strong. Like it's, it's very hard for me to shut this off, let's say. So I have this thought that leads to a certain set of feelings that leads to actions that leads to results. And it's the same thing every time. So what do my beliefs tell me about this event? So when something begins to happen, for example, let's say that someone disagrees with the point you have and they don't do it in like a super, you know, like uh, 
patty cake. Hey, you know, that that was a great point, and I agree with this, and I agree with that, but there's one thing like that they're just like, ah, I don't agree with that. Your beliefs will tell you something about that. If you have super low self-esteem, which is a series of thought patterns and beliefs, if you have something along those lines, or you just have the belief that everyone's always out to get me, or when someone disagrees with me, it makes me look stupid in front of others. If I have that belief, then that triggers feelings of resentment. Now I'm upset with this person. I might get angry. That might lead to me saying something or arguing with them, or maybe I just, I'm ticked the whole day at that person. So what do my beliefs tell me about this event? So when it happens initially, what is the first thing that pops up? The first feeling, because you've got to learn to identify, again, awareness, the first phase of change. You've got to learn to identify those things. So whatever comes up initially, man, I need to trace back the thought behind the thought. As the writer of the book right now, Soundtracks, that I'm reading talks about, he talks about tracing the thought to the thought behind the thought. So thought A, there was something pre-A. There was something that happened in my brain at the like you know unconscious level or subconscious level something happened to lead to that thought what was that something what is my belief that this thought came out of next question is how is this similar to things i've already filed meaning there's things in my brain that i've already stored there's experiences i've already interpreted there's the the, the brain is a a polar um I don't want to say item, but organism. So the brain works this way. Something comes in and it's looking for what thoughts do I have that support this and what thoughts do I have that reject this? So what do I have that is evidence for this? What do I have that's evidence against this? So what are my beliefs? What do they tell me about the situation? And then how is this similar to things I've already filed? In other words, what series of events have already happened that I interpreted a certain way that would support or deny what's going on? And then out of that, your brain tells you, is this positive or negative? For example, is this good or is it bad? Am I, is this going to ruin my day or man, is this a great opportunity? Like, so that simple, and we're only three in, we have three more to go on just this. But so what do my beliefs tell me about the situation? What's the first thing that pops up? You begin to interpret. So think of this as a concept of a lens. If I go through life and I'm wearing red lenses, someone can talk to me about, oh, this car color is this and it's that. And I'm, I'm seeing everything through shades of red. Or if I have blue lenses, let's say red is negative and blue is positive. If I'm walking through life and I have these red lenses on, only the the thing about this is I don't know that I have them on. I don't know that the way I'm interpreting things, perception is reality. So I don't know that the way I'm interpreting things is actually incorrect. One of the questions that the author of Soundtracks talked about, and by the way, his name is John Ackoff. I do have a link for the description uh, or link in the description for that book. I'm not affiliated with it in any way. There's no commission that I make off that, but it's a phenomenal book, and I put that in the list of uh, mindset books that I've read. So uh, anyway, one of the things that he talks about in that book is just asking a simple question, and I'll do an entire series of like how to reshape beliefs and all that kind of stuff, really, really, really in-depth pattern interruption, things like that. But one of the things he asks is, is this thought true? So without just taking it at surface level, is it true? For example, if I came to you with a rumor about your best friend, you wouldn't just be like, man, I mean... You said it, so like it must it must have happened. Like, I can't believe like you you would really begin like I need evidence to prove this is true. I'm gonna put this thought on trial and I'm gonna need to see some evidence that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is the truth before I actually proceed on that thought, before I move forward based on this as a new belief. So is this event positive or negative? Well, if I'm wearing those red lenses and I'm not aware of it, that's my belief system. That's my interpretation system. That is my all the things that I've filed, the neural pathways that I have, the roads that have been formed into my brain, which by the way, if you walked into a nursery at a hospital and there's a dozen babies in the nursery laying there, 
None of them have pathways in their brain. None of them are positive or negative yet. None of them are destined for success or destined for failure. Yes, they all have futures, but everything's equal. It's a blank slate. So this is a huge thing. Your environment, what you watch, who you hang around, what you listen to, the things that come into your senses, your ears, your eyes, all this different stuff, the things that come into your life that you might be unaware of. That's why it's so important to associate with the right people. That's why it's so important to watch the right things. That's why it's so important to listen to, to read the right stuff. So you can learn to ask the right questions, form the right belief system. So you can learn to file the right things in the right way through positive lenses. So once I've asked myself those questions, what do my beliefs tell me about this event? And this is really, your brain goes through this in an instant. Your brain, like you don't sit there like, well, you know, I got in a car wreck today. What What's my belief system about car wrecks? I mean, I'm on the way to work. I mean, it could be good, could be bad. I mean, maybe I can meet an important person. You know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe my next job opportunity is going to come out of the fact that this guy's going to come out of his car, introduce himself to me, realize, oh my gosh, I got to pay this guy back somehow. He's in my same field. I'm, you know, no, like that doesn't happen. Something happens and then boom, your brain automatically tells a story about it. The thoughts, feelings, actions, result loop is, is like, you know, milliseconds. But if you were to actually go over these questions, what do my beliefs tell me about this event? How is this similar to things that I've already filed or stored away in my brain, the neural pathways that I already have? Is this event positive or negative? This is the question that your brain is going to ask as it's going through the interpretation process. Next, what do events like these teach me about myself? How do others view me because of this event? And is, if this event was negative, how can I avoid repeating it? So I want you to think about this. So after your brain interprets something, it files it away with other events that were interpreted similarly. So when I talked about what do events like these teach me about myself, again, evidence. So if you have a belief system that says, last example that I run through, and then we'll move on to the rest of this episode. But this is so important that you guys understand this because this analogy, this little piece right here is what determines everything that happens to you. It determines your perspective and your perspective is your reality. You act out of your reality. No one acts out of fantasy. They act out of what they absolutely believe to be true. What do my beliefs tell me about this event? Someone disagrees with you in front of your coworkers. My beliefs tell me that this person's being rude. They're, they're attacking me because I have a low self-image. I have a low self-esteem and I think that others are out to get me. I think that life is hard. I, I have a perspective, a paradigm that says, man, like everyone else has it easy, but man, my life, everything's difficult. Everyone's out to get me. No one likes me. I feel like I have to work so hard to have friends. I'm terrible at relationships. I'm bad at communication. I shouldn't, I shouldn't even speak in front of people. So my belief system begins talking to me. Okay. It's not my personal belief system, but if that was your belief system begins talking to you and telling you about this event. And then your brain automatically starts running around and trying to find things that are similar to this. So again, it can find something. It's a polar organ. So I'm looking for what's like this, what's not like this. So I'm, I'm trying to find polarity. Okay, this is like this. Great. This happened. Here's the story we told, which means this event is negative because last time this happened, going, going back to the filing cabinet, here's exactly what happened. We said it was negative because we have a low self-esteem. That person was attacking us, made me feel like a loser. What do these events teach me about myself? Confirmation bias. Oh, that's right. You are a loser. I'm going to file this with all the other stuff that says you're a loser because this person disagreed with you. And next time something comes up, you'll be even less likely to talk because remember, that person disagreed with you and the person before and the person before and the person before. You can't communicate with your spouse. You can't talk at work. You, I mean, and then it goes to the next thing. How did others view me because of this event? Man, when that person disagreed with you, all those people that thought you were okay before, now they think you're an idiot. Okay. And then it goes to the next thing. If this event was negative, 
How can I avoid repeating it? How many people do you know that will not do something because something happened bad one time or two times or three or four times? And it's been a decade. I've met so many people that will not date or ever try to be married again because they picked one bad person. And in their mind, everyone's like that. I got divorced once. I'll definitely get divorced again. There's no way I could grow or change. Like Their mindset is just that belief system is so strong. Belief systems are incredibly powerful. So understand. These are the interpretation questions, kind of the way your brain goes through to tell a story about something. So after your brain interprets that, it files it away with things that were filed or labeled similarly. And I want you to think about, so for the sake of this illustration, let's say that there are basically two large filing cabinets in your brain, and each of those cabinets are labeled. One is positive and one is negative. So one of those cabinets, you told positive stories based on positive beliefs that led to evidence that was similar, and it built you up. Another one tore you down. Each time you think a thought, imagine that you're giving an order to a little soldier in your brain. He's, he's like a library teller, and his job is to file things. His job is to go find previously stored material based on the type of thoughts you are thinking right now about what's happening right now. Not, not based on the truth, not based on objectivity, not based on how others perceive it, but based on the thoughts you're thinking, thoughts, feelings, actions, results, based on what I'm thinking right now about this. I'm giving that little man in my brain an order, and each thought is an assignment, and every experience you've ever had after being labeled was filed. So your thinking, positive or negative, your thinking is a habit. So this little soldier in your head will only do what he's most accustomed to doing, or she is most accustomed, if you're a gal, to doing. Now, if you're a guy and you have a girl's voice in your head while you think, I don't know, that's a totally different conversation. But whatever you're thinking has trained this little soldier to do their job repeatedly. That will be their default, and they are good at their job because it's been wired in. So I want you to picture this little soldier standing at salute. So, you know, for example, if you say or think something negative, your brain, this little soldier, goes to work, Sir, yes, sir. Ma'am, yes, ma'am. I'm on it. And they begin filing that and then bringing up all of your past experiences and presenting them to you with all kinds of illustrations that support and prove the point of that negative thought or statement that you started with. So if the thought is, I'm a loser, it's like, I'll be right back, sir. It's going to go find all kinds of junk that you labeled that way before. And he's like, yes, you are a loser. Look at this, 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 and this. These are memories that have been interpreted and labeled negatively and filed in your negative filing cabinet. So as soon as that little soldier says, I'm on it, I'll take care of it, they go to the cabinet that they are most accustomed to going. They're, they're great at their job. Here you go. Boom. There's a, there's a giant stack of files of all kinds of garbage that supports what you just asked that little soldier, that little person in your head to go find. So how does your brain go about presenting these files? Well, it takes you on a stroll down your least favorite streets. But you ask for this. Remember, positive or negative, my thinking is a habit. And I requested, can you go find something that reports, or excuse me, that resembles and supports this thought? So they're going to start walking you through each memory file like a piece of evidence to prove that you and your negative thought are correct. And they're going to take you down all your favorite streets, Loser Lane, Blunder Boulevard, Remember This Road, Almost Made It Alley, uh, Attempted But Failed Avenue, all these different things. And it's going to sound something like this in a really quick, just rapid fire fashion. All these thoughts are going to come in. Do you remember when you tried to blank, but you only quit two weeks into it? So someone's like, hey, I got an, I got a great idea, man. You're, you're so good at what you do. You should start a YouTube channel. You should start an Etsy store. You should write a book. You should become, man, you lost so much weight. You're great at this stuff. You love, you should become a coach. And your brain's like, ah, remember that other thing that you tried 
and you only quit two weeks into it, like, I don't think this is for you. Or what about that relationship that didn't work out because you did X, Y, Z? I know you you meet this guy, you meet this gal, you like him now, things are going well, but you'll probably just do that again. So you should probably, you know, begin to distance yourself now while you can before it hurts too bad because you remember what happened. It didn't work because you did X, Y, Z. Next, another one here. How is this any different than the time you were in basketball and you lost the game in the final seconds. Like, I mean, they were pretty much going to win. All you had to do was make one more basket. You were in football. All you had to do was kick one more field goal, and you, you blew it, and the entire team was ticked to you. The whole bus ride home, they were furious because you had one thing to do, and you totally screwed it up. Remember that time when your mom and dad said you were, you know, said you were lazy because you quit that job? They didn't realize how how bad you hated that job and how much you were getting bullied, but remember that time? None of that matters. Remember that time that you quit that job and they called you lazy? And you know what? That They were probably right because you are lazy. You're not ambitious. You're not willing to work hard. You can't do this. Now, let me ask you this. When I went through those examples, how'd you feel? Like, you felt terrible. You felt horrible. And that's actually great news because think about this. If thinking something negative causes your little soldier to run off on an assignment to find and present you with negative memories, negative data, negative files that prove your negative thought that you just had to be true, just objectively like, yep, this must be true. Like I found evidence. What happens if we can learn to send that same little soldier, that same little library teller, okay, I'll go find you that book. I'll go to that filing cabinet. Yes, I'll take orders. What happens if we can train that same thing in your brain to present positive memories, to find positive files, to support the fact that you can? Wouldn't that make sense? Wouldn't you actually begin to feel empowered and capable? And would you not be able to change things that you always thought you couldn't change. See, negative thinking equals retrieving negative memories, negative evidence, things that will point to why you can't. Positive thinking retrieves positive memories. There's actually, for so many years, people made fun of the world of personal development and positive thinking and like, oh, you guys are a bunch of quacks and just, you know, head in the clouds, Pollyanna, like, oh, you're you know, they, and they mentally, they have a picture of like this dude's house is burning down and he's like, that's okay. It needed a new roof. It doesn't even bother me. Like they picture this totally unrealistic situation, which is honestly, when I began to research and to get into, when I say research, I mean, listen to stuff, watch videos, read articles, read books, talk to people, counseling, all this different stuff. When I began to get into this, I'm like, yeah, but like that sucked. Like it really did suck. Like, so what, what are you, what are you going to teach me? by reading this or talking to me or going like, what am I going to learn about this? It's going to make it better. Well, it might not make that exact circumstance better, but you might actually be able to see what you felt and thought was not truth, but it was perception. It was the interpretation. It was the story you told out of the end of the thoughts, feelings, actions, results loop. So thinking and rationality breaks down to asking questions. Simply stated, if you want better thinking, I talked about this earlier, learn to ask better questions. New thinking new thinking plus new actions equals new results. This is the only way that you can become successful. You can have new actions with old thinking and you will get the same old results. You might temporarily move forward in an area. You might temporarily lose the weight. And this actually, this entire mindset course, when I originally began really diving into this stuff, I was diving into it because I was depressed. And I mean like depressed, like really depressed. And I am, um, I'm anti any kind of medication, I'm not, I'm not a quack. I just don't want to put poison in my body, um, but I'm anti-medication. 
And I'm like, okay, so I've known a ton of people that got on, you know, depressive medication, stuff like that. That's not for me. I'm absolutely not doing it because to me, that just felt like a cop out. Like I'm, uh, Stephen Covey talks about this example of basically, uh, roots or fruits. So I can, I can keep trimming the leaves or basically dealing with, oh man, what's wrong with this fruit? Or I can go look at the roots. And if I'm trimming the leaves, so to speak, of a tree that has bad roots, that's just like taking a medication. It's like putting a Band-Aid on gangrene. Like, you know what? I can't see it anymore. Must be better. Yeah, I can't even feel it. You know what? I feel fine when I take my medication. What happens when you don't? Well, and I'm going to take some heat for this by some people listening. You might shut me off. But what if I'm clinically depressed? What if I've been diagnosed? Here's the thing. How many people out there that you meet that are like, oh, I struggle with clinical depression. I struggle with this. I struggle with that. How many of them have you met that are like, you know what? I read 30 or 40 books on mindset. I went to counseling for months and I hung out with only positive people, started intaking only positive media. I quit watching the news. I quit watching anything that made me feel down. I quit listening to music that made me feel down. I, I only thought thoughts that, you know, really helped build me up. I, I talked to myself every day and I, I argued with negative thoughts and I demanded evidence and I made sure that what I was thinking. No, you never talk to those people. They're like, you know, I started taking medication because I was depressed. Now, did the doctor do a hormone test? And did he prove irrefutably or she prove irrefutably that you have an overproduction or an underproduction of certain chemicals in your brain and we'll give you this dose of medicine to bring those chemicals up to this. And then once they're up to that, we're going to send you to a mind like, no, they don't. We're going to send you to a mindset coach. You go to counseling. You'll have an accountability partner. They don't do any of that garbage. They're just like, you know what? Here's a Band-Aid. It's just gangrene. You'll be fine. So I was not going to go down that route. So I began delving into and studying this stuff heavily. And here was one of the things that I noticed, and this is why we included the mindset course in the weight loss coaching that I was doing at the time when I was really diving into all this stuff. And I'm, I'm rabbit trailing here, but I'm going to bring it back around. It's going to make sense. I would have patients that got amazing results, but their thinking didn't change. Their self-image, the picture of themselves, their belief system of I am a fat person did not change. I don't say that to be offensive, but I would ask them, do you still see yourself as an overweight, heavy, fat, unhealthy eats junk food. Like, do you still see yourself that way? And nine times out of 10, the people that kept their results that did great are like, no, like their identity changed. And Tony Robbins actually gave this example and he uses this kind of stuff all the time. But a person who hasn't smoked in a decade, 10 years, doesn't crave cigarettes because they no longer identify as a smoker. The person who's counting, like, man, it's been 112 days in their mind, they're still a smoker and they're still trying to quit. So if they get around a bunch of people that smoke, they might fail. If you put me in a room full of people that smoke cigarettes, I have no desire because I think it's wrong or anything. No, I'm not a smoker. If you put me in a room full of people that are drinking alcohol, I don't don't agree with it. I don't think it's a good substance. I, I think you should stay away from the stuff. But I would never be tempted ever in my life to have a drink because I'm not a drinker. Identity is a very powerful thing, and you can only get new results by new thinking which leads to new actions, which leads to new results. But you have to have new thinking. That is the only way. So how does a person actually learn to ask better questions and think differently? Well, it's it's an extremely simple answer, but they learn to argue. Yes, they learn to argue with their own thoughts. I want you to picture a lawyer, picture an attorney, someone who is arguing a case, and they are the defense. They are defending the person that they genuinely believe did not commit the crime. There's the person who is the prosecution. They're bringing the evidence. They're trying to convict this person. Then there's the defense. I don't know if you've ever seen, um, I can't think of anything that's on right now, but like Matlock is an extremely old show that uh, I used to watch when I grew up. And actually my wife and I have watched a few episodes here and there, but 
he's always arguing the evidence that points to the person being guilty because he genuinely believes his belief system, his lenses are that the person is innocent. So learn to argue back with your thoughts whenever they are not positive, whenever they're not uplifting, empowering, encouraging, belief-inducing, whenever they're not confidence-building, whenever they're not actually pointing to the fact that you can, that you can grow, that, that you can make this happen, that you can figure this out, whenever they're not making you feel better, if sowing this thought seed does not equal the fruit you want, then don't. You wouldn't plant weeds in your garden. Even if I was your best friend, I came along and I'm like, dude, I got these for you. And you're like, what are they? And I'm like, they're weeds and they're going to kill the rest of your crops. You'd be like, get those things away. Like, I'm, I'm not putting those in. It doesn't matter how many times I offered. It doesn't lead to the result you want. Does this thought lead to a result that I want? So before you even start to argue with a thought, learn to ask yourself these questions. Would I let another person talk to me the way I'm talking to myself right now? If I walked into your front door of your house, which would be weird because I don't know where you live because you only listen to my podcast. But let's say for the sake of example that I walked into your front door and I start insulting you immediately. I found out that you're on a diet. I walk in, you're eating a salad. And I'm like, dude, you know you're never going to be able to lose weight. You've tried this before. It's going to fail like everything else. You're always going to be fat and out of shape and hate the way you look. Like, how would that go? You probably wouldn't let me talk to you that way. So ask yourself these questions. Would I let another person talk to me this way? Another way to put this is, would my best friend talk to me this way? Would I allow my best friend to talk to me this way? And if they did... How long would they be my best friend? Probably not very long because it makes you feel like garbage. How is what I'm thinking? Next question, number two. How is what I'm thinking right now making me feel? This is huge. If it's not making you feel better. Now, don't lie to yourself. Like if you just, you know, totally screwed up a relationship, did the wrong thing, and you're like, you know what? I don't want to feel down. I, I'm, I'm going to do me right now. I, you know what? Maybe, maybe this is a season of growth. Maybe it's, time, maybe it's time for this relationship to be over because I don't feel positive about it. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Maybe it's time for me to leave my, my family and kids because, you know, they're, they're dragging me down. Like, that's, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, how is what I'm thinking right now making me feel? Is it making you feel justified and you're telling yourself lies? Is it making you feel better about who you are and your ability to make better decisions in the future? Is it making you feel like, man, I, I know that I can do this. I know we can figure this out. Is it making you feel like, man, I, I, I believe that I can make this work? Or is it making you feel worse? Is it that best friend that you want to punch in the nose and be like, we're not friends anymore because of the way they're talking to you? Question number three, do I want to feel like this more often or less often? If, if I felt like this more often, would I be happier is another way to put this. If this continued, would I like it? Would I be happier? Would my life be better? Or would it be worse? If I felt like this more often, would I be happy? Or if I felt like this left often, would I be happy? Question number four, is thinking like this going to move me towards my goals? This great question. I got this from one of the books that I read is uh, early on in my reading uh, journey, but is what I'm doing right now, am I acting in a way that's going to get me the result that I want? Are my actions supporting what I actually want? If not, then pick a different path. You wouldn't take a wrong turn in the vehicle and be like, you know what? We're going the total opposite direction, but that's completely fine. We're still on the road. We're, we're going the wrong way and we're making great time. Like you, you wouldn't do that. Is this thinking moving me towards or away from my goals? You know, going off those those questions that I just asked, you know, if, if the answer is no, if, if these thoughts are making me feel worse, they're not making me feel better, then then ultimately it's it's time to argue. And I kind of have a picture of like these two little peanuts cartoons and and they're your positive and negative thoughts. They're your your tellers, your little soldiers. They're trying to find things that support the belief system that you're asking for. And one of them is like, tis so, like, yes, it is. And the other one's like, tis not, like this, this is not the way it is. And, and they're going back and forth. And one of them's got their hands on their hips and one of them has their arms raised or folded and they're screaming at each other. And at this point, 
when your thoughts are at this place, how do you actually weed this stuff out? How do you understand this? Well, this is when it's time to argue with your own thoughts. So how do you actually learn to argue? And really, all you have to do is listen to the next episode, Mindset 202.